Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sweet Rebellion, the podcast designed to create connection through conversation. I'm your host, Anya Broderick, and today I'm going to share an unusual story about gratitude. I love words, so I'm going to start with a couple of definitions. Gratitude is defined as the quality of being thankful. Okay, cool. So what does it mean to be thankful, you ask? Thankful is defined as being conscious of benefits or aware of blessings. I like that. It's a good start to my story, my unusual story about gratitude. In the summer of 2009, I was in one of those, like the best moment of your life periods. I was in my early 30s. Everything was going the right way. Um, I was going out a lot to concerts and dinners and parties. I was practicing yoga a lot and I was enrolled in a teacher training program. There was a whole group of friends running around the beach and boating and skinny dipping in the ocean at night. It was one of the best times of my life. I also had no boundaries. I was terrible at communicating and my life was slightly out of focus, let's call it. I also called it the summer of fun. And I woke up on a Monday morning during the summer of fun to a voicemail that my dad had been killed in a car accident and my whole world broke. Everything I understood about life vanished. I felt it quite suddenly. Life and the words and the meaning of things, it all went into slow motion and then broke. I remember being on a plane to fly to Tennessee where he lived and looking out at the earth and knowing it was green. Everyone knows the earth is green, I kept saying to myself, but I had no idea what that meant. I couldn't see green. Everything went monochromatic and two-dimensional. I couldn't feel parts of my body, like my arms went numb. And there are memories from those days that I don't have. I was visiting a friend in France last summer, and she said to me, it was really hard living with you when your dad died. And I said, what? You were living with me when my dad died? So there are all of these things that happened during this time that I don't have memories for. And this is part of the body's stress response, part of the way our minds deal with trauma. I dissociated. It went from being the most amazing summer of my life to one of the most challenging seasons of my life in an instant. I had a little stray cat during this time. Her name was Kula. She was orange and black. Man, she was noisy and feisty. And she would come around the porch looking for food or bringing me dead birds. And a couple of weeks after my dad died, she was missing. There was an old black man who lived on my street named Rocky. And he used to mow the grass or we'd all sit on the porch and eat Brussels sprouts and do things that Southern people do on porches, like tell stories and talk about the neighbors. And I asked him one day, hey, Rocky, have you seen the cat? Oh, yeah, he said, I saw around the side of the house the other week. She got ate by a possum. And I had had enough. Life had handed me enough. My dad died. My cat died. Like, it was too much. And I went in the house, and I opened a bottle of wine, and I escaped. 
I drank the whole thing on the front porch, which made me very sick and gave the neighbors lots to talk about. But I couldn't hold any more grief. I didn't understand why this was happening to me. It felt tragic and wholly unfair. So there's this whole period of time when I was grieving and I only remember snapshots of it. That split second when I opened my eyes each morning, the second before I remembered that my dad was gone. Or I remember going to dinner with a friend and being asked why I was staring at the silverware and if I was going to eat. I was deeply disconnected from my body during this time. I also stopped practicing yoga because I couldn't be present with that much pain. I went from practicing three to four times a week to not even being able to unroll my mat, much less stand on it. It didn't bring me peace or solace or anything else. I couldn't be with myself in that space. I couldn't be present. It took months And I don't know what happened during those months. I wish I could remember and share it with you. I wish I could give you the secret roadmap to processing grief, but I don't have it. I do know it was the small things, the little things, like finding one thing to be thankful for every night before I went to sleep, even if it was just my bed. One day, the grief softened and I knew it was time to go back on my mat. So I went to a yoga class. It was a night class. So I remember it was dark outside. There were candles lit. It was winter. So the sun set early and night came. And I remember placing my mat in the far left corner of the room. About halfway through class, something clicked back into place. As I moved my body through the different shapes and poses, as I breathed again, I realized that I had been absent for a long time and I fell to my knees in child's pose and I cried. And I remember saying over and over and over two words, thank you. Thank you for the lesson of my dad dying. Thank you for the lesson of losing my cat. Thank you for letting me lose my practice and find it again. I just kept saying, thank you. And I think I was saying it to bring myself back to the present moment and to acknowledge that I was still alive, that I was here. My dad died in a car accident and it changed my life. And I am deeply grateful for that because I am aware of the blessings. I started setting boundaries particularly around work. I started paying close attention to where my heart was leading me. I started saying no a lot more often because it meant saying yes to creating space in my life for something else. And that something else was things that mattered more, things that meant more, not doing more, but living more. I found the courage to say yes to things that felt big and scary like joining a crew to sail across the Atlantic, where I learned humility and how important it is to love the people you love really well. Losing my dad was one of the most poignant moments of my life because it was a huge shift. Beyond the grief, I was able to be conscious of the blessings. 
I came back to my mat and back to my body and back to my practice and back to my life. When you can find gratitude in the things that are dark and heavy and the things that break you, when you can find the lesson and the learning, it brings a sense of peace. It doesn't make it all better. Like, let's be honest, I miss my dad every damn day and I wish he was here every damn day. And I am deeply grateful for the lessons that I received from his death because it taught me how to be alive. Sometimes life is unfair. Life is inhumane and tragic and painful. I get that. Practicing gratitude is a way to focus on what you have, not what is lacking. It's a way to see life as a gift. And I'm not saying it's easy or quick. I'm just letting you know that it's possible. I haven't perfected this. I'm as human as you are. And I have to practice every time I don't understand why something is happening. And if this feels too hard today, that's okay. If you're deep in the grief or the heartbreak, it's okay. I've been there. But as a daily practice, before going to sleep, see if you can find just one thing to be grateful for. That practice saved me during those months when the grief was too heavy. And look, you can just be thankful for your bed. This is my unusual story about gratitude or finding gratitude in unusual places. Until next time, love each other, be kind.